When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome back, faithful, to the 49ers Rush podcast. Oh my gosh, it has been way too long already without 49ers football, but here we are. Uh, glad to have you guys back, and this episode is going to be fun. We're going to go through, we're going to break down all the cap projections, where we are, where we fit, as long as all of the other NFL teams. But more importantly than that, please stick with this episode. We are going to break down every single position in free agency. And not only that, I spent way too much time, but went through and projected what every single top free agent for each position should be signing for, just so that we can get these cap figures figured out and see who the targets are. If you're on Twitter right now, everybody in 49ers is saying we need to sign all these top guys, and we got a lot of money. In fact, we have the most money, but that's just not how you run a franchise. Now, our front office... Very involved in free agency last year. I expect that to continue, but to a lesser extent. So we're going to jump in there. And if you're not a 49ers fan, that's okay. Uh, Nobody is perfect. Stick close because, again, all of this is going to break down every single major free agent at every single position. So it's going to go a little long, but I need some 49ers talk in my life. So that's what we're going to do. So, again, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, The following has been growing. It's been awesome hearing all the people complaining about how long it's been since I've had an episode, and that's wonderful. Please keep that coming. Um, Now, if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter, JL underscore Chapman, JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. We're on YouTube. We are on every single way possible to listen to podcasts, so it's all out there. But let's get started. Real quick, most of my information is coming from sporttrack.com. It's really, it's spelled spotrack without a k.com but anyway they're very very accurate for all sports but mainly football so the 2018 cap projection is projected to hit at 178 million and the way in which the nfl figures the salary cap is it takes your top 51 contracts uh what i mean by top is the largest 51 contracts on your roster and what they do is they total that up and they subtract it from 178 million now that is a projected figure the NFL still has not come out and said exactly how much they are going to extend the salary cap going into the 2018 season but that is what all the experts and all the leaking is saying so that's kind of where we're at now of that our top 51 cap space we are looking at a hundred and nineteen point four million that is how much space we have. Our front office for the past, you can say whatever you want about Balky. I mean, he's ridiculous. I'm so glad he's gone. 
but we have not been hamstrung by these giant NFL contracts. In fact, as of this moment right now, it's not going to last long, we are the only NFL team to not have a player earning over $10 million on our roster. We do not have a player taking over a $10 million cap hit, and we're the only team. Um, I believe there's 124, last time I checked, players with over a $10 million cap hit. We do not have one. Uh, that's going to change when we sign our franchise amazing cornerback, quarterback, Jimmy G. But as of right now, that's kind of where we're at. So that kind of puts it in perspective for you. So we have by far the most cap room. We are rolling over $64 million from 2017 into 2018. A lot of teams do this. We are rolling over the most. Now, just to put things into perspective, the Browns have the second most cap room with $111 million, So we have $8 million more than them. But we are both in a league of our own as far as cap savings goes. The Colts are third with just $84 million. So it drops dramatically. You're talking a $27 million drop from second to third place, and it just keeps going after that. If we look at our division, man, they have not done well. Outside of the Rams, the Rams have the 11th most uh, cap room with just $45 million. So we're, we're talking, we have three times as much cap room as the Rams, and they're ranked 11th. The Cardinals 18th with $27 million, and the Seahawks... 26 with only 14 million. You can see how they are very, very stuck in their cap situation. They are going to be losing some major players. We're going to talk about soon. There might even be some trades or cuts with the Seahawks on some major players like Richard Sherman. Jimmy Graham's definitely not going back, but they are hurting big time. Sheldon Richardson, who they traded that second round pick for, I don't think they're going to be able to retain him. I just don't think they can. But anyway, um, I digress. Let's jump into the 49ers dead money contracts. This is the bad news. These are the people that are no longer on our team in 2018. Uh, they were no longer on our team last year, but we're still paying for them. Now, there's not a lot of major hits. The first one burns a little bit, and that's Vance McDonald. We still owe him $4.2 in dead money next year, which hurts. We traded him to the Steelers, so we got back something. So that's great. Uh, Torrey Smith, $5 million. Now, Torrey Smith is going to probably be on the chopping block again. I don't think there's any way the Eagles can pick up his option of $6 million, So he's probably going to be um, out looking for another contract again. Navarro Bowman, $4.7 million. I do not care at all about that. Pay that guy his money. He deserves it. Uh, wish him the best. I hope he stays active somewhere. I'm not sure if that's going to be in Oakland, depending on how they draft. Uh, we still have Anton Bethay for $4.4 million. And then Brian Hoyer, we owe him $2 million more. That's it. So as far as dead money, there's nothing that is too substantial. That Vance McDonald one pisses me off a little bit. That was one of the dumbest contract extensions you could have asked for. It was the last move and definitely contributed to um, him going out the door. Not Vance McDonald. Didn't help his cause, but our last GM, Balky. Now, so let's talk about who we're paying the most money to. And top is Pierre Garçon. We owe him $9.3 million. No problem there. He's going to be our number one wide receiver. I cannot wait to see what he can do with Jimmy G. That is just going to be a sight to behold. Number two, this one is kind of an interesting one. And this is Jimmy Ward. So $8.5 million would be his fifth-year option. So because he was a first-round pick, um, all the first-round picks have an option of picking up their fifth-year option. We do not have to do this. We will because of the cap room, and I think we're going to move him. I don't think we keep him at free. Our free safety is 100% Adrian Colbert. That dude, our seventh-round pick, 
it's it's crazy if you look back at the Niners draft last year, you could probably say he was our best draft pick to six different players. That's how well we did in the draft, which means we're a young team. Usually young people don't get the young guys in the NFL don't get the opportunity to play early, especially late round picks, but we had no depth. So we, we got the draft picks in there and it worked out great. And so Jimmy Ward, we should bring him back, but not at free safety. I want him playing nickel or outside corner. Um, I, I think that we have a spot and we have no depth there. Uh, Joe Staley, $7.7 million. Man, I wouldn't mind paying that guy some more money and just making sure he sticks around. Absolutely love that man. Solomon Thomas, because he was picked in that third slot, he is slated to make 6.3. So already just his second year. Production doesn't match what he is getting paid, but he is coming off his rookie season. He's already counting fourth most against our cap. Buckner, $4.9 million. Oh, man, what a bargain. And then Kyle Juszczyk, $4.5. Now, these will not last because our quarterback is going to get paid. I don't want to jump too far ahead of that. Let's go to worst contract that we have or cut possibility. And I really only see one on the entire 49ers roster. And that's in our backup guard slash tackle, Zane Beatles. Um, he is projected to get $4 million. I don't think that we keep this contract. If we cut him before the June 1st designation, the 49ers get to keep $3.5 million. Now, understood, he came in and he backed up our right tackle position whenever big man went down our right tackle, and you can't keep that. Uh, he is not a person that's going to help us win games. He did okay. He was sufficient, but Trent Brown is amazing. And Joe Staley is amazing. We need to get youth and potential in that swing tackle spot. So I really think Zane Beatles, we need to say goodbye to that guy. I do not want him blocking for Jimmy Graham at all anymore. So let's talk about contract extension and possibilities. And the number one, we're going to spend some time on this, is our new franchise quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's only 26 years old. Uh, but he just finished his last contract, uh, his rookie deal. And this is a big reason why we were able to trade for him. Rumors are out there that New England offered Jimmy Garoppolo $17 million to stay with the franchise. And he turned it down. He said, I want to play. I don't want to keep backing up Tom Brady. Those days are over. I want to play. And we were the beneficiaries of that. We got him for a second round pick, which is amazing, um, especially with how well we did <laughs> at the end of the season. It's going to be a pick. Let's see. It's going to be about 42 is where that pick's going to be. So you give up the 42nd overall pick and for a franchise quarterback. That is unheard of, unreal. We got so lucky. So what is he going to be paid? Now, there's two options um, you could look at three, but really two options. We could franchise tag them or we could get them an extension and just sign them to a long-term deal. So let's talk about franchise tag and the way that works. If we franchise them, that averages the top five quarterbacks pay, and that's going to come out to about 23.6. I say about, it's going to come out to 23.6, barring any new quarterback deals. Now, this is where it gets interesting because Aaron Rodgers is due for a renegotiated contract or extension, and rumors are those contract extensions have already started. So as of right now, Aaron Rodgers is making $22 million, which puts him in the fourth overall quarterback pay. So number one, you have Matt Stafford. And again, with all these contracts, the newest contract is usually the largest. So the last two quarterbacks that signed, Matthew Stafford, $27 million a year. Derek Carr, you got to be kidding me, $25 million a year. Uh, third is Andrew Luck with 24 and a half. 
for Rodgers, as I said, 22. Then Russell Wilson, 21.9. And six is Cam with 20.7. So this, this gives you where his money is going to be. Now, the contract terms for amount they get paid per year does not mean that these quarterbacks are on par. The new quarterback usually makes about a 20% jump over the previous contract. So, having said that, if Aaron Rodgers renegotiates, he's in the $22 million a year now, it's going to be over $30 million. So, that is going to add about a million and a half onto this franchise tag, which would bump it up to about $25 million a year. And it's because of things like that, I only have this at about a 40% chance of happening. Now, John Lynch was interviewed on the sideline of the Senior Bowl, and they asked him, hey, what's going on with this Jimmy G contract situation? And he said, it just makes too much sense not to get a deal done. We think he wants to be here. We want him here. We like each other. We got to get something worked out. So hopefully, a long-term deal gets worked out. Now, how do you peg a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo that only has seven career starts? He's 26 years old. How do you pay that guy? Now, we've already talked about the franchise tag as $23.6 million, and I think that is the bargaining chip. And I think we're going to fall somewhere between $21 to $25 million, which means if that's at the north end of this contract and he gets $25 million, this kid could have only played seven games started seven games in the league, and could already be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And I have zero problem with that. And here's why. We have so much money that even if we played Jimmy Garoppolo $30 million per year, we would still be second in the NFL in cap space, which is unheard of. So let's pay this guy. Let's get him wrapped up. I want a $25 million contract for four years. What I do not want is a long-term deal. And what I mean by that is like those six, seven million or six, seven year contracts. There's a little bit too much of risk play. Obviously, I think he's amazing, but you don't want to peg yourself into a bad situation. Let's say maybe film catches up with him and his play goes down, which I don't think is going to happen. You don't want to do a six-year deal with him. You want to do a four-year deal and $25 million is perfect. I really, really hope we get this done. Now, some people have said, oh, well, we could franchise tag them and turn around and trade them yeah that's a possibility but what's worth it do you want to trade jimmy garoppolo and get the first overall pick would you rather have josh rosen sam denard as your quarterback over jimmy garoppolo the answer is hell no you don't there's no way i want that now if they were going to package the first and fourth pick well now maybe but the 49ers won five straight games to close out the year If you have, there's two positions that you never let go. And this is going to come up later in the podcast. If you have a franchise quarterback or an ultimate franchise pass rusher, you're set. Those two positions you do not let go. And we have one. And the 49ers have been waiting a long time to get back to this point. So you sign this kid. Now, next guy that I want to get an extension, and that that is our right tackle, Trent Brown. Absolutely amazing. Now, we don't have to do a deal. Uh, 2018 is the last year of his rookie deal, and he is set to make $700,000. Poor guy. He is playing like a top three right tackle in the NFL, and he is getting paid $700,000, which is just absolutely abysmal. The fact that Zane Beatles is making six times as much money as this guy is just atrocious. Now, what we could do, because he's set to make such crappy money this year, we could extend him and make that up this year. So we could sign him for a 7 to $9 million deal and front load it 
so that it doesn't hurt us long term. So I really do hope that we get a deal done. Now, I know his shoulder was a problem and he missed the last few games. But if he passes a physical, sign this kid to a five-year deal, very similar to what we did with Anthony Davis. Uh, the passion for Trenton Brown seems to be there where Anthony Davis wasn't, and he's not a nuisance on Twitter, which definitely helps. But he is an absolute baller, and if we paid him in that 7 to $9 million range, that would make him the fourth highest paid right tackle, and we would have him as a bargain. Because again, if he was playing left tackle, which he probably will whenever Joe Staley resti- retires in three years, three to four years, you're going to be paying that guy 11 to $14 million a year. So get him on a budget right now and get him on value. Now, let's look at our free agents. These are the free agents that we are set to lose this year if we do not re-sign them. Right off the bat, and this is a controversial one, and that's Carlos Hyde. I have him right now at about a 75% re-signed. Uh, percentage. And the main reason why is we know it works. We saw what he did last year, uh, averaged about 4.7 yards per carry, which is awesome. Uh, he just finished the last year of his rookie deal, and he's only going to cost about 5 to $7 million a year. Now keep in mind, Lamar Miller, $6.5 million a year, and he's the fourth highest paid running back. And whenever we go through what's available, I have no problem drafting a, a running back. The problem is this. We already have three young running backs in our system. Joe Williams. Um, we got the, the kid over from Tampa Bay. Uh, we got we also have Matt Breida, who's been exceptional. I don't mind rolling with those three guys. But we have somebody that has shown he led our team in receiving and rushing last year. That's not something you want to let walk out the door when it's only going to cost you $5 million a year. We can get them pretty cheap. Number two is Eric Reed. 60% chance we re-sign him. Now, Eric Reed, you got to put an asterisk next to because of the protesting. He has kind of put himself at the forefront of the kneeling anthem and all that stuff. And whatever your stance is, I don't care. We're talking 49ers right now. There's a chance that he will not be resigned with how outspoken he has been. And he's even come out and said, if I'm not resigned, that's one thing too. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. What I got to love is passing for life and the way he played. Now, the front office is interesting because they played him everywhere. Free safety, strong safety, linebacker, nickel. He did it all. And his play got better and better and better as they kept going, which makes me think, I really think that we have a chance to bring him back. Uh, he's going to be about 6 to $10 million if we get him. And, man, why not? We could use that depth and it's not going to kill our budget. Let's get this guy. Now, the next ones are going to probably piss everybody off when you hear their names. Daniel Kilgore, I got him as a 50-50. He improved a little bit, but he finished the season as the number 31 center for Pro Football Focus. His main thing is he gets zero movement. And what I mean by that is when he's taking on a defensive tackle or a nose guard, he does not push them back at all. He's a stalemate blocker whose main job is just to not let them get penetration. Now, we can get him for pretty cheap, 3 to $4 million. And the reason why I want him is I don't want him as a starter. I do not think he should start in the NFL. But he is a perfect backup at all three interior uh, guard positions. You can back up both guards and the center, and that frees up a valuable roster spot somewhere else. He's been with us. He's played both. He knows both. So I'd love to keep him, but only on backup grounds. Dante Johnson, the cornerback that got absolutely destroyed, I'd put him at less than 10% chance of getting resigned. Uh, he's probably going to be about $3 million a year, but I mean, he got benched in the end, and he just needs to go to a new place. And the last two I'm going to group together, Tank Carradine 
and Aaron Lynch. Each one of them have about a 25% chance they get re-signed, and they're competing against each other. No way we sign both these guys. It's one or the other. It's one or neither, to be honest with you. And they're going to cost about $3 million apiece. Pass rushers make money. Um, but neither one of them have been able to stay healthy or out of trouble. Uh, Tank hasn't gotten any trouble, but Aaron Lynch has. And so those are kind of the free agents that we have and where I think we will sign. Really, I want to sign Carlos Hyde, and I want to sign Eric Reed. Outside of that, whatever happens, happens. All right, now it's time. We are going to go position by position, break down the top players at every single one, how much they'll get paid, and the percent chance that we have at signing these guys. Now, quarterback, all right, doesn't really matter to us at all. However, what it does do is continue to offer perspective on exactly how much Jimmy Garoppolo should make. Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater, these are the big three free agents, and I think the top two will be making similar money. Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees, you're talking 23 to $26 million. Now you say, why would Drew Brees only be making that much money? He's getting pretty old. Um, he's, he's up uh, 38 years old, I believe, and so I don't think that he's going to be commanding the type of money he should whenever he's in his prime. And statistically, he was on a down year. Um, he played wonderful, and the Saints had a great shot at make, winning the Super Bowl. But I think that he stays. I don't think we sign any of these guys, obviously. Then you have somebody like Teddy Bridgewater, who I hope stays in Minnesota. But he's looking at a 12 to $15 million a year. Remember, Chicago Bears signed Mike Glennon for $15 million a year last year. And that guy was trash. There is a need on quarterbacks. In this offseason, there is a plentiful harvest in the NFL draft. Probably more quarterbacks will go in the first round this year than we have had since, shoot, probably 2004. Um, I think four went that year. I know the big three, but I think there's got to be at least five or six quarterbacks going in the first round. Now, running back, and this is where it gets interesting because the 49ers will be active in this. One, we signed Carlos Hyde. Two, we draft a running back early. Three, we sign one of these bad boys because you do not move forward with what we have unless you're going to get somebody. You got to get a veteran presence in there. You can't have three second-year running backs, um, only one of which actual got any play in time. So here we go. Number one is Le'Veon Bell, and this is interesting because there's a 90% chance he gets franchised, um, and he's already come out and said, if I get franchised, I'm going to retire. I can just walk away. The franchise tag for running backs, because he's already been franchised once, it jumps up 30%, is $14.5 million. Now, a long-term deal for him would be 10 to $15 million. Now, I do not, I hope, that we do not spend that money on this guy. I love Le'Veon Bell. Would he help us win games? Yes. But that is way too much money to wrap up in this position. I would much rather spend less than half of that, a third of that, and sign Carlos Hyde. Frank Gore, baby, going to be a free agent. He still wants to play. He's looking at two and a half to three and a half million. I'd have no problem bringing this guy back as a coach, as a player. I don't care. I love Frank Gore. He's amazing. Just pay him money. He can just be on the sidelines. I don't care. I love that man. Isaiah Crowell will be an interesting fit. He's probably close. He's probably going to go. Um, he's five to seven. And I think he's probably the most likely that we would sign if we do let um, Carlos Hyde go. Jeremy Hill, $3 million a year. Now the next two, Patriots, Rex Burkhead and Deion Lewis, which are very similar backs as 
Carlos Hyde, not, they have different skills, but they all catch out of the backfield, and they are kind of multi-purpose type backs. And then Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he's probably going to be making a little bit more money. He's had a hell of a year. You're talking four to six million dollars for him. Now the running back market just got, or sorry, the wide receiver market just got set for us because Devonte Adams, who the guy I wanted, just got paid by Green Bay. Um, he got paid fourteen and a half million dollar contract per year. He is making some money. So we have some major names, and this is a huge position where we have zero depth. I love our starters. Uh, Goodwin has proven he can be a guy. Pierre Garçon and Trent Taylor, that is awesome. Zero depth outside of that. I'd put Kendrick Bourne in there, and that's it. I don't count Aldrick Robinson, Lewis Murphy, hell no. Um, we have three receivers. Uh, four if you want to count Kendrick Bourne, undrafted free agent. I like that kid, but still, not somebody you want to rely on. So, my number one guy that I want this offseason is Allen Robinson. Uh, wide receiver for the Jaguars, he got hurt. He's going to be good to go, but he is a big play receiver with awesome hands that can stretch the field, and he is something we don't have. Even though our number one wide receiver in Pierre Garçon plays like a number one, what that means is big-bodied, uh, physical force, so on and so forth. Allen Robinson's taller, longer, faster. Uh, Pierre Garçon's got the hands and the body, but outside of that, he didn't have it. So Allen Robinson would be a perfect fit, and he's going to be making about 10 to $14 million a year. Now, if Jaguars want to see how well he does off of his injury, he could be franchise tag, which is going to be $16 million as of now. That's a lot of money. If, if he doesn't get franchised, if he gets out of Jacksonville, the 49ers will be the number one landing spot for this guy. Then there's a whole bunch of question marks. Terrell Pryor, Sammy Watkins, Jordan Matthews. Those guys are going to be in the 5 to $8 million range. Um, I don't think either one of those would want to come here too bad. Sammy Watkins, maybe, but there's already rumors out that they will be franchising him. Um, I think he wants to be featured, and that didn't happen in Buffalo, and it didn't happen when he went to the Rams. I don't know if it would happen here, but I'd love to have Sammy Watkins. His talent is unreal. Then there's guys like Dante Moncrief or Marquise Lee. You're talking in that 4 to $6 million range. We will be signing a free agent wide receiver. There's zero doubt of that. If there's one position that I know we'll sign, it just depends. Are we looking for a bargain guys that we got last year, like uh, Aldrick Robinson or Marquise Goodwin and see if they can fit? Or do we go after a big signing? We'll see. Tight end is interesting. Uh, not that there's a positional need there, but Jimmy Graham, he's gone. There's Seattle is broke, and Jimmy Graham's going to cost 8 to $10 million. So he is gone. Not somebody that I want but he will be there. A guy that I would want is Trey Burton, the backup tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw what happened when Zach Ertz went down. Trey Burton came in. He's a top 10 tight end in this league. I truly believe that. And he's going to be making 6 to $8 million. If he goes someplace like the Saints, oh my God, that guy's just going to be a statistical beast. Tyler Eifert, uh, do you want to bet on him being healthy? You're looking at a 4 to $5 million prove-it year. Anyway, Tackles, all oh, the market is dry. You know, I talked about the two positions earlier that you do not allow to leave, quarterbacks and pass rush. Well, good tackles, that's out there. That's number that's number three. And the only one that's available or going to be available is Nate Soldier, uh, the New England tackle, for about 10 to $12 million. But he's probably going to get franchised or signed to a deal. You do not let those guys go. Guards, oh, position of need. And guess what? There are a lot of guys available. 
Uh, Andrew Norwell, he will be the cream of the crop. He's looking at a 10 to $13 million contract at guard, which is a lot of money. You're talking top five paid uh, guard right off the bat from Carolina, but man, he is a beast run blocking. Awesome. Uh, Josh Klein at Tennessee, eight to 11 million. Justin Pugh, again, the injuries are there. They do have the fifth year option that they can use on him because he was a first round pick, but those injuries have been rough. I don't know what they'll do. Then you have three guys that are, are kind of maybes, but again, all three would be huge improvements for us at guard. Luke Jokel, Jack Muhort, or Jari Evans. All in that 5 to $8 million range. Uh, we could afford those. Plug and play. Instant upgrade. Okay, we got to get somebody on the interior. Center. Three studs available. Eh, I'll say two studs. Number one is Ryan Jensen. He is the number six center for PFF, and Baltimore is broke. They still have not figured out how to operate with a quarterback salary, and they are just paying the wrong position. So Ryan Jensen's looking at a seven to ten million dollar deal or franchise. But again, I think that he is going to hit the market. I would absolutely love. He is one of my top three people that I want this offseason. Ryan Jensen, the center out of Baltimore. If we don't get him, Western Richburg for six to nine million or Wesley Johnson for five to seven. All great plays. So there are my offensive signs and kind of the guys I want. I know we're going long. We're already at 28 minutes. I don't care. There's Niners conversation to be had, and we are still going, baby. That's what we do here. So let's talk defense, and automatically, probably going to be the most or the highest signed defensive player. That's Demarcus Lawrence. The Cowboys came out yesterday and said our number one priority is to sign Demarcus Lawrence. The problem is... They don't have a lot of cap space. Uh, They have to choose what they're going to do with their space because they're hurting. So if you look at it, he's going to be making anywhere from $15 to $19 million. He is that good. Uh, He's just a beast. Now, the Cowboys have about $20.5 million in cap space. So you're looking here, probably going to franchise them and negotiate some contracts around to make sure you have space. You don't let guys like that go. Then we have Ezekiel Ansah. He's not the guy I want the most, but he's the guy I think we're going to get. Uh, you're looking at a 12 to $16 million deal, and things in Detroit haven't worked out too well for him. But he's played 4-3 defensive end. He's shown that he can continually get pressure. I would absolutely love to get this kid and just let our defensive uh, Robert Saleh coach this kid up and just be awesome. Alex Okafor, three to five million. He got five sacks this year. Adrian Claiborne, uh, he had eight sacks. He had six sacks versus Dallas alone, which makes me want to sign him to a hundred million dollar deal. Uh, but Adrian Claiborne are options as well. We still have a giant question mark at defensive end and pass rush. Now defensive tackle, there's some guys there. I don't think we're going to touch this position. We've drafted three years in a row defensive tackles. Um, Don Terry Poe, he's going to get eight to ten million. Benny Logan, seven to nine. Sheldon Richardson. Um, I don't think that he's going to be able to stay uh, in Seattle. Star uh, Lou Tilele, seven to nine million. So there's some talent there. Maybe the deepest star-studded position that's being let go is defensive tackle. Um, now linebacker, both inside and out. We do have a need here. Now we have Marcus Smith signed. Ruben Foster, off obviously, if he might get suspended just because he got arrested for drugs, uh, more marijuana stuff. Hopefully he can get that fixed, but. Here we go. We have Tahir Whitehead. He's probably the cream of the crop for seven to nine million. Zach Brown, 
Uh, I have no idea why the Redskins wouldn't sign them, but that is a ridiculous really run front office. Four to eight million. Demario Davis, four to eight million. And Nigel Bradham, I think that guy in Philadelphia, he's he's gonna walk. Uh, they cannot afford to keep him, but he is a player. You're looking five to seven million dollars, which we're already paying two. We we've got our first round pick in Ruben Foster. We're not gonna put a lot of weight in Sam, but we saw what happens when you lose a couple linebackers. Uh, Brock Coyle starts. We don't want that. I would love for us. I do not want to draft a linebacker with our first round pick. I don't mind third or later, but I would much rather just spend a cheap amount of money, four to eight millions, to get one of these guys. Cornerback, major need. One of these three guys is in a 49ers uniform. I'd be so happy. Number one, Truman Johnson. Now, he was franchised last year, and he's going to be making 14 to $16 million again. Now, it's likely either Tremaine Johnson or Sammy Watkins walks. There's no way they're going to keep both of them. They're going to use franchise tag on one and let the other one go. I would love for Tremaine to stay uh, in division and play for us as our number one corner. Malcolm Butler, you're again 14 to 16 million. That is the going rate for a top cornerback. 75% chance this kid hits free agency. He was burned by New England. And he was pissed off whenever they uh, signed Stephon Gilmore and paid him his money. And then he tried to request a trade to the Saints, if you remember all that, and just never got worked out for a first-round pick. He's walking. Um, I would love for him to come. And then LaMarcus Joyner, he's kind of a safety-nickel hybrid. If we do let Eric Reed go, I could totally see LaMarcus Joyner coming over. Seven to nine million is what I've got him. And then safety, which we could use. Trey Boston, five interceptions this year, seven to nine million. And Morgan Burnett, eight to ten million. And th- and that's that's the wrap there for all the kind of top free agents at each position. And what we're gonna do next is we are gonna channel one hundred percent draft. I am a draft Nick that got my start in writing and podcasts and everything I've ever done. I have watched every single draft. I go to the majority of drafts. I'll be at the draft this year. What I'm going to do is I will be breaking down each position in their top 10 to get started. So I've already finished my wide receiver piece, and I'll be putting that in podcast format for next week. Um, And we will go through each position, and I will give far too much analysis. But you will understand what we are looking for and what's coming up. So having said that, I will be going through the audio of all this stuff and breaking down what the strengths are, weaknesses, player comparables, draft position, so on and so forth. But... I am a film guy, and I put almost all my film that I break down, I cut it up into pieces and coaching points, and I put it on Twitter. And I also have been publishing lately for fullpresscoverage.com. So go check that out. If you want to see the video, if if you check on my Twitter feed today, there's nothing but cornerback film galore. It's all over there. So I'm currently breaking down corners. So go check that out. Thanks so much for all the support. Missed you guys. Hope all is well. And I will be back with you guys next week. And it is going to be all-out draft. Here we go, faithful. Stay strong. It's going to be a long offseason. But we got a lot to look forward to. 49ers are going to be here for a while. And they're going to be successful. Super excited. Take care, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.